Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. All guests appearing on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star appear on the Buyer's Barricades guest line. Buyer's Barricades provides traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online at buyersbarricades.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Our first everybody. show of yes. 2024, and we're kicking it off with a bang. All over. Hour and a half in, but the great Indy Kalu, <laughs> who blew us off last week to watch his Rysels get their ass kicked by Texas State, joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Indy, Happy New Year, my friend. Well, Happy New Year, but first of all, I did not blow y'all off. Second of all, Texas State cheated in that game, so <laughs> I, I was there. I saw it firsthand. They, they drank all the beer on the Rice side, too? <laughs> no, they just used better players, and it wasn't fair because <laughs> they they just dominated us. But wow. uh, no, I, I I hate that I missed it. But uh, yeah, we we still had a good time reminiscing and meeting up with guys that I played with and haven't seen for a long time. Now, were you guys like crying after the game? Do you do you go to dinner and just kind of you know get sad and and uh, what do you do after a game like that, Indy? You know what's funny, and maybe it's not funny, and maybe that's why Rice isn't the powerhouse that I claim it to be. <laughs> During the game, we were having such a good time with our reunion and just talking amongst one another. And every time, like, and it happened a lot, every time Texas State would score, this one idiot brother would turn around and, like, mean mug us like we were talking <laughs> trash. And we were like, dude, we're not even paying attention to the game. Like, <laughs> Like y'all, y'all got it. Y'all got this one. <laughs> like turn your, turn your ass back around. So uh, yeah, maybe we're not as passionate as we should be when we're at these games. Uh, it's it's all it's all good fun. Um, um, it was a, it's a hell of a ball game. Uh, for for Texas State, the fact that you guys drank all the beer out of the uh, SMU stadium with a crowd that was bigger than what SMU normally has. Although we know we got to credit Texas State for the majority of the uh, drinking in that yes. game, but. The reports were, since you were there, that on the Texas State side, they ran out of all their alcohol in the first half, and by the third quarter, they had gone over to the Rice side and finished off what you guys didn't drink. Well, I will say this. All jokes aside, first of all, and I'm kind of setting the, the, the page here, whatever they say, uh, setting the scene, <laughs> I meant to say. I, I was, I, first of all, I was so pissed off because SMU or da- the city of Dallas, I don't know who you blame, Jason and Joe, they were not prepared for this game. So I drove to Dallas, and I'm not one who typically complains, but once we actually got there on campus, we literally sat in traffic for like an hour and a half just trying to find. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like there was nowhere to go. And then when I finally saw a police officer and, you know, respectfully asked, hey, where do I go from here? He shook his head and said, man, we, we did not expect this many people. So I say that to say, 
shout out to Texas State because they showed up and showed out. I'm talking about the fan base. When we finally got to the stadium, it was packed with burgundy and, and gold or whatever their other color is. And it, me and my sons were like, you know what, <laughs> shout out to Texas State because they came in full force. And like you said, they packed that stadium out more than SMU has probably seen. And SMU, as we know, is having a pretty good uh, season, had a pretty good program. So it was pretty cool to see, like, the support from Texas State. But when you let anybody who could tie their shoe get into that school, you're always going to have uh, – Joe Reinagle is a whoa, proud Southwest whoa, Texas whoa, State whoa, alum. Whoa. <laughs> and, and, and truth be told, Indy, I didn't learn to tie my shoes till I got there. So. Oh. <laughs> and they gave them Velcro straps. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> they went to school when Velcro laces were the thing. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots fired. That's Not all right. Really. That's Not okay. really. The great Indy Kalua <laughs> here on the Blitz. Um, so the Houston Texans, man, they, they get a primetime game on Saturday night with a chance uh, to win and to get in the playoffs. If things break the right, they could actually win the AFC South. It doesn't even matter to me about winning the AFC South, as crazy as that sounds. You win and you get in. And considering where this team came from last year, if I would have told you all before the season that that last game is, is going to uh, – you know, going to determine whether or not the Texans get into the playoffs. Y'all probably would have thought I was crazy or drinking all the Kool-Aid. Uh, like Jason says, when I say that the best quarterback in the state of Texas is C.J. Stroud, but that, that's where we're at. I mean, that's where we're at. And I, like I said, yes, it would be cool to have the AFC South title, but for them to get in the playoffs, that that's all they want. That's all that matters right now. Yeah, well, obviously, the playoffs begin this week. I mean, in essence, yep. right? Because uh, one of these teams is going to be going home and and not in the playoffs. You know, it, it's funny because D'Amico Ryan said today that that both of these teams are completely different than the teams that met way back in week two, and and I'm assuming he means both are better. This this ought to be a hell of a game, Indy. No, you nailed it. I mean, th- this is a playoff game. If you win, you have another week of football. If you lose, you go home. And it's absolutely too different. I mean, it felt like when they first played and Anthony Richardson, uh, obviously the top rookie quarterback who's very explosive as a runner, I just got the sense that they were forcing him uh, on the team, on their team, the Colts. I didn't think he was ready to be a starter. I always felt like Gardner Minshew was a better quarterback right now in their career. And I'll never forget when Anthony Richardson, I don't know if y'all remember, he got hurt against the Texans on a, on a nice, you know, touchdown run. And then Gardner Minshew came in and I said to the buddies that I was watching the game with, this isn't a good thing for the Texans because I just felt like he was a more experienced uh, NFL quarterback. And, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but I mean, they're sitting in the same place the Texans are. And you could even say they have somewhat of an advantage because, it's win or go home, and they're actually playing that game at mm-hmm. home. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. You know, Indy, and there's something about the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. I, I mean, I, in, the Cowboys should have an easy game this week with Washington, but there's something about a Dallas-Washington matchup where it just doesn't always seem to matter. What is it about the Colts that always seems to give Houston problems, whether uh, when Houston's had good teams, they've struggled with Indianapolis. When Indianapolis has had, yeah, 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 what what is it about this matchup that the Colts team? Well, for about ten years, there was a guy by the name of Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, so, there, there's that. that. <laughs> he, yeah. he was pretty good, right? <laughs> 
he was like, you know, so, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just the division. You, you know, when you play teams in the division, you typically just say throw out the records because they know each other. Uh, every single year you're playing twice a year. I don't think there's more to it than the fact that it's just a division. And for the Texans, as an organization, the Indianapolis Colts dominated the Texans for so long. You know, now the the people that have been around are reminding the young players, like, hey, you know what, they dominated us. They kicked our tail for so many years. This is our chance to get back at them. So it doesn't quite feel the same beating the Colts without Peyton Manning. But I tell you what, if the Texans win Saturday night to get in the playoffs – It'll be as big a victory in Texan history as they've had. All right, Except Indy. for that opening game when they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that yeah. was pretty big, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Indy, I've got to ask you, and you, you can you can tell us. We're, we're friends, and it's just the three of us here. Has Nick Sirianni called you? Uh, that defense needs some help in Philly. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Things have not gotten that bad yet, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> He's probably called me to uh, talk to the players and say, "Hey, y'all look too much like I did when I played. We we got to ch- change some things and uh, get a little bit better." But no, I, man, it's it's frustrating to watch the Eagles and and see where that defense is at now because it doesn't feel that long ago when they were playing some some great football. When you see a, a team start ten and one and fall the way they have and seemingly some finger-pointing going on. And, and it's not just Philly. You see this with, with other teams. Internally, is that on the coaches to try to fix, or is that where team leaders, the players, the captains, or whoever those leaders are, need to do more than they would normally do to try to figure out what the actual issues are? That's a great question. The, the easy answer for me to be, uh, say both, but I'm actually going to answer your question, and I'm going to go with the team leaders, especially now. When you talk about the state of professional sports, the state of the NFL now, it's so player-driven. You, you know, now you're in situations where certain players, coaches can't tell them anything because of the money they make and because of where they rank as far as in the organization. So to answer your question, I'll say that's on the team leaders. That's on the A.J. Brown, that's on the Jalen Hurts, that's on Kelsey, uh, to get everybody together and say, hey, first of all, we're not going to point fingers. It's the NFL. It's the hardest league to actually win in. So if we started 10-1, and that's the outlier. That's not the norm. So there's going to be times where we have a two, three-game skid, but that's okay. Some of the best teams have that. So to answer your question, I I would put that on the – especially that team. They they have – you know, I just named off three or four. They they have – actual leaders on that team that could step up and and make sure that that locker room is strong. Indy, as a player, I'm curious because uh, Jason and I read something today that, that Sirianni is actually contemplating pulling his starters this week to have everybody healthy for the playoffs. If he were to come in that locker room and say, Indy, you're not playing, Jalen, you're not playing, uh, A.J. Brown, you're not playing, I mean, what what kind of a message does that send, or is that okay? I've never liked that. I've always felt like it was a disrespect to sports and the spirit of competition, but I'm an old caveman when it comes to that. <laughs> I, I would understand because that's just the way the NFL thinks now. That's the way – I mean, look at freaking NBA where you have resting. Like, <laughs> you guys literally don't play because they're resting. So I, I don't – I wouldn't – I wouldn't – in today's game, I wouldn't look at it uh, – 
too deeply, and I would I wouldn't hold it against the coach. I just think that's the nature of sports now. It sickens me, but I know I'm in the minority. You know what I find interesting is they've got the Giants, and at the same time they're playing the Cowboys are playing Washington, right? And they I guess do you decide okay, well Dallas likely likely beats Washington. Even if we beat the Giants, Dallas wins the division if they beat Washington. That's all they have to do. So we're just going to punt and not even compete for the division championship because, you know, you've already decided ahead of time. You've made your bet. You you just don't think Washington will beat Dallas. So it's not worth, say, risking uh, Jalen Hurts on a tush-push, which is about the only thing <laughs> Philadelphia has done well in the last month. Yeah, I just... Uh, again, that's the thought process. Because, And I will say this, as much as I don't like it, once the playoffs start, it's almost like we forget about any and everything that sure. led you to the point of the playoffs. But I've just never liked going into a regular season game where you get paid, you, you know, you get paid the full check that you get paid every Tuesday and going into the game saying, eh, I don't want to hurt a guy or I want to rest up for the playoffs, so we're not going to give our best effort. And, again, I know your listeners are probably rolling their eyes, but I've just always been taught and I've always thought when you have somebody with a different colored jersey that's lining up against you, whether you're a coach, a player, general manager, you need to do everything in your power to try to win that game, and things will work themselves out. But I think people are so afraid to have a star player go down in what, what some call a meaningless game that they're protecting their 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 uh, jobs by you know not playing guys when they don't have to. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because in the, it may not mean anything to some other, te- but it means something to some other teams. You know, yep. I, I know that's confusing with what I said. So I mean, there are other teams out there hoping that the Cowboys beat Washington or Washington beats the Cowboys, and I don't know. It, it, it's all kind of screwy. Indy, I've got to ask you this question though. Uh, you're a football fan, and I know you you got your heart broken by Texas State, and I understand that it's okay. <laughs> did, did you did you watch many of the bowl games this year? Okay, yes and no. I, I'm usually a a bowl geek. I was two three years ago, Joe. I was that guy. If there's a bowl game, I'm watching it. And don't tell me that there are too many bowl games. Th- this is a true story. I started watching so many games. And then the players that I was familiar with and a bunch of them, when I heard, oh, 10, 15 guys aren't playing because they've opted out or they hit the portal, I'm not going to lie. This was the least amount of bowl games I watched because my thought was, well, if it doesn't matter to the majority or many of the players, then why should I give them three hours of my life you know, to, to watch them play? So I, I didn't watch as many as I usually do, but I still probably watch more than most people. Interesting. Although, and you've got a son that plays college football, but some of these bowl games, man, they they because one team just clearly didn't want to be there, it became unwatchable. This was a rough bowl season from from that standpoint. But you know, it's it's business, and you know, and these college kids are making business decisions. It's a great setup to my question for you, ND, because you know most people listening right now did not play in the National Football League for as long as you have, and we see it all. It, we, <laughs> yes, uh, well, I mean, another you played over a decade in yes. the league, right? Yes. Uh, most of us see yeah. what happens on the field for three hours. We know there's practice. We know there's film study, and then there's the nasty cutthroat business side of the National Football League. 
When you saw what Sean Payton and the Broncos did this past weekend to Russell Wilson, it's a business move. It's all financial on their side. With what you know about how the business side of the NFL works, were you surprised at that move? Oh, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all, because it is a business. And, you know, I've seen it happen before, but it just didn't get that same kind of publicity. And I'm not even going to I, – I, again, I don't like it because are you making moves to, quote-unquote, save money or to truly try to win, you know, to try to win. So if you're doing it because there's a certain threshold he has to get to and you don't want to pay that amount of money, eh, I don't like that. Or are you doing it because he's not going to give you the best chance to win? And they ended up uh, they ended up winning that game, right, against the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it just depends. You have to give me the reason why. Well, Indy, in that case then, does the Players Union have any – is there anything they can do about it? Yeah, don't sign a contract like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, it, it was a great contract for Russell, though. Yeah. Uh, because and, and so that's why Denver wanted to get out of it. And so I'm wondering, because they you know, didn't want to be on the hook for a lot of money or, or a chance for him getting hurt, I just wonder if the, the Players Union will try and do something uh, if, if they can. I mean, you, you, the question is, what can they do? Because here's the thing – you could always make up some excuse and some reason. So I don't I don't know what the players union can do in that situation. Interesting. It's going to be interesting. So what's your gut feeling yeah. telling you for a Saturday night, Houston at Indianapolis? Yeah, my, my gut is telling me the Texans will win it, but I have to remind myself, as excited as we are here in Houston and about this team, there's that same excitement with the Indianapolis Colts because they have – a very not similar story, but an encouraging story where their starting quarterback goes down, then this backup comes in, and the star running back that you know was supposed to have a two thousand yard season, he wasn't as productive, but they still find ways to continue to win. So I know they're just as geeked up, just as excited over in Indianapolis. But my gut with C.J. Stroud tells me the Texans are a better team, and D'Amico's going to have their minds right. All right. Going to be interesting. Write it down, Pledge. Our producer, James Pledger, is smiling. The great Indy Kalu. Next week, we're either talking Texans in the playoffs or you're just a uh, NFL analyst at that point. Either way, you're going to work next week. I'll be talking Spurs. You know, real quick, because I don't, I don't get much Spurs. Just real quick, I know y'all up against it. Like, what's going on? I was expecting more. Yeah, they suck, yeah, well, man. They, they, they suck. We were all it's expecting awful. more. It, it's bad. It's it, it, it the, the Spurs this season is what we thought Houston season was going to be. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Got you. So has, has Pop lost it? No. He's like the old grandpa. He's like, come sit on my lap. We'll read a story. Everything's fine. To answer your question, yes. Yeah. This Uh-oh. team isn't getting any better. We haven't seen the improvement we thought we would see. Yeah, I've been disappointed. I, I still rock my Spurs hat here in Houston, but, yeah, that's been a little disappointing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Houston hat out. Yeah, when not fan, Rockets. When Texans. fans fans are leaving in the third quarter in droves, that ought to tell you everything you need to know. Oh, maybe I could afford some tickets. Yeah, maybe so. Game, oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Come on up. You can go to a game. But but we're at the point of the year where you're looking at who are they playing because they've got players you want to see. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a shame. It really is. It really is. Andy, we'll talk to you next week, man. 
Happy New Year. Talk to Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. The great Indy Kalu on the Buyer's Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and uh, for in sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.